0: do you hate americans with black skin color uh absolutely not i actually love americans with black skin color so much that i'm willing to fall on the sword a thousand times for them to wake up and realize that we are being lied to abused and used by the democrats okay i feel like candace so i get persecuted but that's proof that i was chosen I'm Simon See Rubius, and this some. is Rubius Rambles. The song you just heard was Bryson Gray, Feel Like Candace Owens, and it's a great song. And the reason why I keep playing his music is he's gaining a lot of traction online, but we need to continue to support artists that put out good messages through positivity and bryson gray is doing that with his music uh you might if you're on the left say well it's just conservative white people propaganda it's it's not you know um a lot of the things he sings about in these songs i i would love to see a liberal debate them because they can't they really they really can't (laughs) and as conservatives we we need to start supporting the artists that are standing up for truth and putting truth inside of their messages so bryson gray you can go follow him on instagram youtube you can subscribe to him on spotify all the places where you listen to music like itunes and stuff like that we need to support artists that are putting out positive messages into the airwaves because this is a it's a spiritual battle for the soul of Uh, what's right and what's wrong, and we need to start supporting the people that are standing up and saying it, and producing um, pieces of art that uh, represent it. Today, we're going to be talking about um, dealing with your new communist friends. There's this sweeping problem going on in the world right now, where people are, you know, it, it, it is the world. It's not just America, it's the world, this culture war. This spiritual battle is happening all over the world right now, and a lot of people are losing friends, quote-unquote, to political divide. Um, If you don't put a black square on your Instagram, then you're not an ally. If you do put a black square on your Instagram and you're white, you're just pandering. And and that's a leftist think tank that are doing that to its own—they're doing it to their own people— it's, it's an evil ideology. Um, you know, people say that uh, you c- kids are, should be taught to be anti-racist. Listen, anti-racist is not a thing. It, it, it's, it's, you're either good or you're evil. If you judge people based off their skin color and not the contents of their character, then you are supporting and acting in an evil way. Um, just like reverse racism is not a real thing it's something that's being made up and pushed on people right now there's no such thing as reverse racism because if you judge people based off their skin color and not the content of their character then you by definition and i i don't care how many definitions they change in in the dictionary and anything like that it, it does not matter if you're minority majority it doesn't matter if you support any kind of racist rhetoric then you are evil bottom line so enough with the reverse racism enough with the anti-racism it's not something that needs to be taught it's it's a communist tool to brainwash people and that's why this that's why it's important to say in this episode dealing with your your new communist friends um so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some of my experiences growing up and dealing with people on the left. Go into my college years a little bit when I actually would debate people that would openly proclaim that they are communist. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that. And then I'm going to give you my thoughts at the end of this podcast about what we should do to combat it before it comes to violence. And I mean, it's or we already are at the violent stage of it, but the more people we wake up, the more people are on the side of good when the bullets start to fly. So I'm going to hopefully leave everybody listening today with a positive message. So I'm going to get into my experience right away. Um, I went to high school and I graduated uh, around 2010, but in 2008, Obama was uh, elected. And I was dealing with people that came from conser- quote-unquote conservative fam- families but were buying into this liberal ideology that we needed to vote the first black man in just because he was black and not based off of the policies that he was putting forward. Now, I was blessed to be born into a Christian conservative fam- family, so as much as I would experience, like, different forms of uh, art that you could technically say are anti-Christian, um, I also was taught the Bible. I was also taught real history of the American experiment, you know? Um, so I was based, I was blessed enough to be in a family that based me to be proud of to be American, unlike this generation of kids who are out in the streets um, pulling down Fre- statues of Frederick Douglass because he contributed to the American experiment very early on. Uh, I mean, how, how backwards do you got to be to be shouting Black Lives Matter and then pulling down statues of black founding fathers of America? It just makes, makes little sense. But to go back to my experience, um, I was debating, and it, it, debate was a little bit different back then because it, it's people felt guilty back in 2008 for being American. At least kids did. I didn't really debate a lot of teachers because a lot of our teachers in like social studies were um, very liberal, telling us exactly what they thought the Iraq War was about. I had that... Um, happened to me a couple times but debate was just really weird because we were constantly taught about the civil rights movement and barely taught about like american history and it's what has created this culture nowadays but when i did would debate kids around me and kids that i was friends with I, <laughs> it was always the 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 girls that i would that would have more of an argument and more to say about what was going on in the world. And the men kind of, and the boys kind of just, they would, there was, there was two ways that the boys would, uh, they would argue. And it was either they would go off of, uh, their facts of history that, you know, their social studies teacher gave them and, uh, claim that it was time in America for, like, a black president. you got to be a certain level of lost. And when I say lost, I mean without God. Um, to honestly just sit there and not question what these so-called teachers are telling you. You have to be in some kind of fallen state in order to let that stuff get to you. So the men wouldn't really—they would just kind of say—they would regurgitate— Something they were told in their social studies class, and when I would come back with certain certain points about how it's it is, you know, America stands for good. You know, they just kind of brushed it off and didn't want to have the conversation. Um, now I'm going to give you a, a, a very specific story about a girl that surprisingly went to a Catholic school. I'm not going to use her real name. Uh, Her name's, we're going to call her Helga. (laughs) Um, And an actual conversation that went on right after Obama became president. Um, I can remember, you know, my friend group, I didn't go to Catholic school, but I had a lot of friends that went to Catholic school. And I can remember her. Being all excited about Obama running for president and how everybody was so fired up about him, and I just said, "You know you don't know any of his policies, and well, what do I need to know his policies for? He's black. It's time for America to have a black president and I said, "Well, that's not really how it works it's it's not it's not about what you look like. it's about what you want to do for america what you want to how you want to help improve american society and 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 really the federal government and the president's job is to keep america safe and that's the first and foremost that's that is what their job is is to keep the american people safe um and i was i was called uh, a a crazy conspiracy conspiracy theory i was called a born-again christian uh, you know, I just, I was called a racist back in 2008 before cancel culture really picked up to where it is nowadays. But, you know, I was, I was called crazy. I said, but I can remember saying to her, and the reason why I'm telling you this story right now is I can remember saying, you know, because my dad was saying this to me at home and I was still young and learning how to do my own research, but I can remember saying to her that, Obama is going to divide the races. It's not going to make things better. He's going to be the first black president, but he's also going to push socialist ideals on Americans, and it's with his universal health care and stuff like that, that are it's going to divide America and it's going to make race relations in America even worse. And oh my God, if I've ever been called a racist, which I've been called many times for saying things like I'm saying right now. Um, this was the worst. It's just a bunch of white women and white girls telling me that I'm uh, I'm racist. And and these weak men with no God just kind of like standing behind them going, yep, yep, I agree with her. She's a strong woman. I, I agree with her. It's like you, you have no God, so you have no morals. You think your morals is just trying to be a good person. But I mean... Again, look at this. I mean, look at Black Lives Matter. The whole idea that Black lives didn't matter is what is dividing the country. And they think if you if you scream Black Lives Matter and these 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 sayings that you know in theory are correct, yeah, Black lives do matter. But in reality, all lives matter. And if you're a proud American, American lives matter. D- disregard what color your skin is um, what your religion is, uh, where, where you came from, it, your life matters as an American, and this is high school. <laughs> Look, I really wish I was the type of person that would go back and be like, I told you, I told you so, but I, I can already kind of see from the things that Helga posts on her social media that, uh, that she understands it, and now she's getting really quiet about all these issues that she used to go to the rooftop from, and and shout out loud. So that's my experience in high school. So as as I got older, um, I spent like like I said in the last uh, episode on Colin Kaepernick, uh, I spent some time in California, uh, really around the San Francisco area, and the first time that I went to check out San Francisco. Um, I was staying with people I knew in Oakland, and just some crazy things happened, especially on my first night. Um, We flew in, I was smoking at the time, smoking cigarettes, and I had run out of cigarettes when we got off the plane, smoked a cigarette, um, went to the house in Oakland. It's like one in the morning, and I was like, I really need a pack of cigarettes oh, you know, it wasn't, I'd, not really important. I didn't really need a pack of cigarettes. What I needed was a lighter, and I couldn't find lighters or a match, so I really needed one to smoke the cigarettes I had. So I, I said, you know, I'm going to go for a walk down the street. I think I saw a corner store. Well, I was warned. I was, this is not a safe place for you to go walking around at night. And, you know, I've always been told that if you're in an area you don't know, you walk around like you you belong there, and, and i was you know 18 at the time so I, I was confident that if I just walked down to the store and was on a mission and got my lighter got my matches and, and walked back uh, I'd be fine well turns out that there were no corner stores near me that were open I had to go like I think it was like four blocks down the road and a couple things happened to me on the way down the road um, one I was followed by um, this man and a woman and the man was asking me for like a lighter and I said oh that's what and I said I don't have a lighter for you I don't even have matches I'm I'm walking to the store to get those right now then it was can I have a cigarette and I I, I didn't bring my cigarettes on me so I was like uh, you know I'm I i do not have any cigarettes to give you man I, l- I left him back at my place and uh and then it turned into he was trying to sell me the woman that was with him uh <laughs> I have no idea why that's just it was just crazy but I was being told that you know oh you can buy uh you could buy this uh this woman with me and and uh, you know I'll I'll trade you I'll trade you what, what do you want to trade I don't I don't have any cash on me I don't have cigarettes to give you I don't have a lighter just leave me alone so I kept walking and uh Probably around the the second block, I I saw a bunch of people outside of a bar, and as close the closer I got, I realized, oh, this is a this is an Asian bar because everybody out front of this bar was Asian. And it was younger people. I mean, they were older than me at the time, but uh, you know, they were young looking, and they were all drinking and stuff. So I walked into the middle of this crowd and turned around and said, you know, I have nothing to give you guys. Why don't you just leave me alone? And you know. Surprisingly, uh, they walked away, and I don't know how that would go nowadays if I was in Oakland and that happened. I'd probably get jumped uh, before I even reached this group of uh, Asian uh, 20-year-olds that were outside of this bar. Um, So I kept going, and uh, I I finally found a store, went inside the store, got my matches, walked back as fast as I could, and that was my my first time in Oakland, California. Um, the next, I stayed there for a couple of days, and and towards the end of my trip, I can remember standing outside of the loft that I was staying in and smoking a cigarette. And there was this guy in one of the other apartment complexes that had come out to have a cigarette, and he had uh, the uh, the Che Guevara shirt on, that communist uh, freedom fighter or revolutionary, whatever you want to call him. Um, he was wearing his shirt, and uh, he had the the red beret on his head uh, with the um, the hammer and sickle. So he was openly communist, and we started talking about communism. And he he was trying to tell me about how you know communism makes everybody equal, and uh, it's just a better system because the workers of the world are oppressed by the people that own the businesses that employ them and it, it, it even back then when I was just 18 it was you know it was I was saying very truthful things just saying uh, you know um if you don't like where you work what why? Why don't you just leave that place that you work and go find another job? That's the beauty of of a, of America and a free market. Is you don't have to work at a certain place. Um, you can always move and find a new place to work. It's not easy, but you have the option to do that. And it got to the point where this this guy was kind of like I could tell he was drinking because he smelled like booze, and he tried to make. Arguments that didn't really make sense. It always came back to this emotional, like, "Well, we're oppressed," thing. And again, I'm 18 when this is going on, so like, I've not, I dealt with people that like liberals in America, but I didn't, I didn't really understand how somebody could openly be a communist in America when it's like, well, you're, you're literally standing outside right now, smoking a cigarette, drinking, um, you smell of it and you, and you're just you're preaching you're wearing this shirt of this communist revolutionary i just i never understood like you know in in a communist society and i knew this back then you you can't <laughs> certain things there are certain things you cannot say about the ruling class the elites of communism and they and they try to make it seem like everybody's equal well everybody's equal and as as in you, you starve to death, you 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 get worked to death. You can't say or wear t-shirts um, with people that your elites and your thought leaders don't agree with. And I I keep making certain arguments to this guy and eventually he just you could tell that like he got exhausted from trying to make these arguments that made no sense. And what ended the conversation was he 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 was just like okay 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 saying because i kept i'm sober and i'm just i'm really trying to understand what this guy is talking about and when he got to this point of saying well okay 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 not agreeing with me but just saying oh okay we are you know i'm not going to do this anymore with you he threw up because the evil in my opinion the evil in his own brain that had taken over his brain and his heart and his his soul really got to him and because he was spewing this evil ideology out and feeling good about it because he was intoxicated right it, it all kind of caught up with him when i started making points that were really hard to talk back against because again they only have certain they only have a certain list of arguments until uh, they have to actually address some of the things you're saying And and they can't So what happens is they get demoralized And they either run away Or, or they just stop the conversation Now this was back in uh, 2011 I think it was And I mean that's different now You go and you debate a communist and say the things I was saying Back then uh, Number one they're not going to have a debate with you one on one Because they're they're too terrified To do that and number two um, they're going to attack you because they come in mobs. They're not going to do it one-on-one. They're going to attack you for thinking a different way because that's what the communists do because it's, that's, that's what their religion is. It's whatever the elites tell them to do. That becomes their, uh, their ideology, their God, uh, you know, and, uh, To go back on my point about how in high school I was surrounded by boys that didn't have God in their life, so they didn't have morals. Um, Some of them are what I would consider a slave to the woman that they're with. In the sense that whatever the woman thinks is politically correct, the man has to think, or the woman is not with the man. And a lot of them went down that path, and I saw a lot of them go down that path, and now they're now they're stuck in it. they couldn't speak up for themselves if they wanted to. Some of them made it out, some of them made them out and made on honest men of themselves, found God and uh went and started families and and uh had children and stuff like that but for the for the most part, a lot of the men that I saw knew in high school uh you know are slaves to the the politically correct women that are latching on to the liberal ideology that women have always been oppressed in America and always will continue to be oppressed in America and it's just disgusting. So uh, I'm going to give you one more example of once I was actually living in San Francisco of a very um a very strong relationship I had for over the course of 10 years and how that has ended recently to bring us up to modern times now. Um, Another one of my friends, I I worked with her, Uh, we're not going to call her by her real name, but we're going to call her Bretta. Um, And uh, I met Bretta when I was living in San Francisco, like the first uh, couple months I was living in San Francisco. and. Uh, for the most part, uh, we had great conversations, nothing political. Uh, it was always about art and stuff like that. Um, but eventually we all left California, and we kept a relationship over the phone, like talking, uh, you know. And a, a couple times while I was in San Francisco, I would talk to people um, about politics. To go back to the the Gravera shirt that... Um, progressives like to wear um she used to wear one and it was just it was always funny to me because in the 70s show uh Hyde the character Hyde would wear this shirt as well so when I was young I looked up I looked up Gruvera and looked up what he did and for the longest time you would find articles about him and how revolutionary he was to to Cuba but they always leave out the fact that, like, he was a huge part of rounding up homosexuals and murdering them to uh, liberate Cuba. You know, it, so here you are claiming that you know, you know, you're pushing this new everybody should be gay, everybody should be transgender. You know, question your sexuality. Don't question the 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 history that's being taught to you. Um, and I, I pointed it out to her. I said, you know, you, you, you say you champion the gays cause she knew I was a uh, religious, I was a Christian. And, you know, once we started, once, once I broke the seal of debating, um, politics and religion with her, uh, she would always try to take a moral high ground away from me. And it's not even that I have moral high ground. It's just, I have my beliefs and I'm sorry that it's the truth, you know, I don't, I don't ever come at people when I'm talking to them like I'm on some kind of moral high ground. It's just that it, you're, you're defeating yourself in the, process, in the process of trying to debate something, you know. I'm not better than you because I think this way. I just, this is evil, this is good, and this is the case. But she would always try to say, well, you think gay people uh, live a life of sin. Uh, how can you do that as a Christian? And, you know, using a straw man at the time, I said, How can you wear a shirt with a guy's face on it that literally killed gays by the thousands? Um, and then tell me that what I believe is wrong, but you're literally wearing a murderer on your shirt. So she stopped wearing the shirt. That was, that was pretty good. Um, and our again, our conversations really didn't go very far. That was probably like one of the only things that I really got through to her was that you should stop wearing that shirt if you're gonna be the champion of the gays and she's not gay, but uh you know if you're gonna be the champion of progressivism and 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 claim that you you know that gays gay is the way, then uh, you should probably shouldn't wear a shirt of a man that murdered them in thousands. Uh, to liberate Cuba, you know So you fast-forward a little bit. We're not in college anymore, but we're having that relationship Like I said over the phone we're talking and stuff like that um, And she goes through a lot of uh, Awful things she uh, She got addicted to heroin um, by the influence of the men that she surrounded herself with um, She got arrested For petty theft in the malls And stuff like that Um, and this is over the course of ten years Uh, openly Resented her biological father Uh, eventually Started to Resent her stepfather For just being a man Uh, when the feminist Ideology got Pushed down her throat Uh, and you know, I'm not even gonna say got pushed down her throat Uh, she chose to interact with certain pieces of media and certain news networks and, and and certain talking points that put you in this fallen state. And everything that she had ever done that was wrong in her life all of a sudden was someone else oppressing her. And a lot of these people that are supporting the Black Lives Matter movement i think a lot of them do mean well but they're lost to go back to the the boys i knew in high school that had no moral that had no god it's it's the same thing when you have when your religion is the state and the media then your morals and your moral compass is swayed based off of the talking points of the day. So she was a recovered heroin addict, which is not an easy thing to do. So super super, I was super happy for her. We we're talking about how how <laughs> just how how strong she was for pulling herself out of that with very minimal help. You know, that's not easy to do, super proud of her. Um, but her heroin addiction, her theft problems, were always the problem with somebody else, you know. It, it was the the men that she surrounded herself with got her addicted to heroin. She wouldn't say it like that because she knows that people like me would tear that argument apart. So, it, but it's always implied that the men that the only reason she got addicted to heroin was because of the influence of men in her life. Well, you pick you picked the men that were in your life, um, with. The, the stealing and getting arrested and she didn't serve time, she was in a jail cell for probably, not even like a jail cell, she was in a holding cell for a couple hours um, and they wouldn't let her take some kind of antidepressant pill which is another evil all in itself is these antidepressant pills um, but that gave her quote unquote, her new thing recently is uh, I have PTSD from police officers, they're They're evil. All cops are bad. (laughs) How about you don't break the law? (laughs) How about you don't break the law and you'll never have to deal with the cops in the first place? You won't have a... you don't have ptsd from breaking the law you have you have ptsd you don't have ptsd from cops being evil you have ptsd because you broke the law and someone held you accountable for one of the mistakes you made in your life we all make mistakes and you should be held accountable for the, stakes, the mistakes you made and as a, an individual who wants to better themselves every day we need to understand our mistakes accept that we made the mistake and learn from it and move forward to be a better person, just like the American experiment. America, and I've said it a couple times in the podcast already, but America is a country built on morals where every day you wake up, the country should be a better place. And with this communist oppression being seeped into the minds of people that have no morals, um, that have no God. It's, it's, it's hard for America to do that. I I, I honestly think even if there is bloodshed over this newfound civil war, um, America will come out of it stronger and the ties of communism, uh, in our country will start to be driven out at a, at a rate that we saw during, um, you know, uh, World War Two. Get rid of these evil ideologies. But, but to summarize all of this, you know, back in two thousand eight, I'm being called a crazy conspiracy Bible thumping man uh, because I spoke up for uh, American history, um, God, and the race baiting that was was to come um in college i'm literally having conversations with actual people that identify and openly admit they're communist and because it's one-on-one and the man was older than me um literally watching him shrivel up on his own ideas and 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 throw up because of the amount of evil that was possessing his soul um And in California, uh, my friend Breda, you know, her whole life for the last 10 years, I've been, we've been really good friends, but a lot of the decisions she made and a lot of the battles that she fought and won were never backed up because she didn't believe that God was with her when she was off heroin for you know 6 years for 4 or 5 4 or 5 6 years you know there was no it was all her it's this you know communism is this narcissistic way of thinking where it's all about me it's all about me and then but but it's disguised as that because what communism really is is there is no individual we are all the same there are no differences that's why they attack religion because religion helps people find their own identity in Christ or in God and that's why they attack this stuff so this has been my experience and it's just a couple of the experience you know the the amount of threats I've gotten just for analyzing like uh, Star Wars in the past is ridiculous but that's the communist mentality is attack anything that is not for the cause Um, whereas most religions um don't view it like that most i I saw a great meme that was uh had like buddhism uh, judaism uh uh, uh christians and stuff like that and it was like if you leave me alone i'll leave you alone uh and it got to like muslim and uh uh like communism and it was just like if you leave me alone i'm still gonna come after you and kill you because for these evil ideologies they can only thrive and exist in a world that doesn't have real history that's why they're trying to re-educate the children in schools to tell you that america has been always been racist has always been evil um it's just disgusting so how do we uh to wrap up the podcast uh How do we go forward from this? Well, as a Christian, you know, I think about how Jesus was always... There's many stories of Jesus in the Bible about him um, being with prostitutes. uh, Not sleeping with prostitutes, but talking with prostitutes and talking with pimps and um, talking with uh, thieves and, and always trying to communicate with them and bring the word of God to to them to liberate their own souls, because Christianity um, liberates people. And that's how you wake people up to evil, is you liberate them as an individual. Um, You help show them the light. It's not your job to specifically wake them up, but the way that you do start to show them A way forward is by communicating with them understanding where they're coming from and and not wavering on what you believe is right because especially as Christians there's just so many weak Christians out there that would change their belief in in front of the mob in order to live and the idea of being a Christian is that you would die for what you believe in. There's a great book out right now. It's not an easy read, uh, but it's it's fairly new. Um, Matt Walsh, The Church of Cowards. Um, he's a, a host on uh, The Matt Walsh Show, but uh, he, he works for The Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro's company. And his book is a really heavy book. Uh, he's a Catholic and it just talks about, would you, you know, a big message from it is, would you die believing in God? You know, would you stand up for the values that you've been taught your entire life? Or are you going to let this communist, this evil mindset seep into your ideas and, and, and weaken you as a person? So, don't waver from what you believe in, but communication is key in order to help people wake up. And it's not with some of the people that I've talked about, like Bretta, I, you know, I, there was no waking up. I've, I did 10 years of being her friend, and it wasn't like I was constantly trying to wake her up. We obviously would talk about art and uh, the, you know, video or TV shows and stuff like that that we liked, but like it became just too much you know the the communist evil spirit got inside of her and it she's lost now and she's and she's cutting her ties with the people that would speak truth to her so you know it's sad but it's the truth and then you got other people like Helga who who kind of like found her way. She would preach, though, I don't need no man, but now she's happily married uh, with a man that makes more money than her. <laughs> Not that that's how the world should be, but like he he takes care of her. She, you know, she works too, but at the same time, you know, she found that nuclear family that this this evil ideology is coming to destroy. And they openly put it on their website, you know. Go, go and look at the Black Lives Matter website. Uh, before you get too upset about what I'm saying, um, so yeah, communication, understanding, um, understanding your own beliefs—it's just that's the key to 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 waking as many people up to the evils that are coming to our doorsteps. Communication is the key, and and to also find people that think like you do. I have I have a lot of people that have talk to me about how they feel so alone in the states because they can't find like-minded people well you know that's because you know I said in the last episode you you know we gotta stop with this black community white community you know segregating people on race and you need to go out and talk to the people that are around you black, white, Asian, doesn't matter you gotta go out and you have to communicate with people just to get to know them and and by doing that, you make people closer together. Um, you open them up to new ideas and and that is the key to going forward and defeating this communist, Satanist ideology that is is sweeping over the world right now and is is being thrown in your face because of social media and how everything is just now on in the palm of your hands, really? Um, and remember that you know Jesus hung out with these people. so you know if sometimes it's you know, you are not Jesus, I am not Jesus. We are not perfect. So gauge whether or not it's worth is it's worth your inner peace. Say what you need to say and, and leave um, and also understand your surroundings. That's huge. There was this woman that was just murdered um young white lady that was murdered for saying all lives matter to a black lives matter mob um incredibly sad but understand your surroundings if you are a young white woman and you're out with your three-year-old and A mob is there saying black lives matter. Just ignore it and walk away. Don't sit there and instigate the mob because that's what they want. They want you to say something so that the evil rage goes inside of their soul and takes over. And then you get blatantly shot in the face and now your son doesn't have a mother. Communication is key. But knowing your surroundings is key too. So if you uh, like what I said or you don't like what I said and you want to be on the show for either reason, please hit me up on the Anchor app. You can leave a voice message that I can play in future shows. Uh, If you really want to debate or you just want to talk about some topic with me, um, hit me up at rubiusrambles at gmail.com, a lowercase and uh we'll set something up. I would love to do that. Uh my a lot of the people that listen, I know come from the Parlor app and uh you know, I'd really I'd really like for some more people to come on. You don't even have to use your real name. <laughs> you don't have to use your real name. We use a different name but just to get your voice out there and start speaking truth and you know, I know people are feeling alone, so maybe maybe it will be good for you to get your thoughts out and be able to go back and hear what you said. So, uh, again, hit me up at rubiusrambles at gmail.com. We are not on Facebook anymore. Um, only on Instagram and parlor, and uh, probably going to stay that way. I've been thinking about starting a YouTube channel, but, uh, you know, as the show grows a little bit bigger, Um, I'll think about making the episode. It's just not worth the time right now, but listen to the podcast. Thank you you for listening to this episode, and uh, I am Simon Rubius, and this is Rubius Rambles, signing off. But I'm trying to change culture. Take it away from the demons and vulture. I'll at least walk a chance before it's over. Many of us with the weight on our shoulders. It takes a village to carry the boaters. Had OGs just like Larry Elder to show us. This storm is coming and it's getting closer. This storm is coming and it's getting closer. gang. Okay, I feel like Candace. I get persecuted, but that's proof that I was chosen. These generational curses will continue till it's broken.